Hey guys, welcome to Swing Space Radio, episode two. Got Dan Trainer, William Leaf on the line here, live from Jupiter, Florida. Let's do this. Today we're going to talk about the Hyundai Tournament of Champions, January 3rd through January 6th. Uh, we're going to give a little overview of the 2019 season. We're not going to get too deeply into any of the bets uh, for for the whole 2019 season. We'll post a podcast later this week uh, that'll talk more specifically about some of the season-long bets that we can get into. But today we're just going to focus on the Hyundai Tournament of Champions. We're going to present to you guys an overview of the course. We're going to talk about the weather. And we're going to talk about the odds as put up by Bovada.com. We're going to give you some of our favorites. And then we're going to get into a new Dan versus William leaderboard. Mm. He's going to pick three guys. Uh, and we're going to go head-to-head. There's going to be three tiers. We're going to make three bets. And the, 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 uh, the objective of it is going to be to pick the guy that finishes higher within that tier than the other when everything uh, is all said and done. And we're going to add a little sweet bonus uh, for the times that <laughs> I obviously pick all three. Space. <laughs> I can't wait till all your players get hurt. <laughs> That's not right now. Rooting for injury. You're a great hey, guy. It's cut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to hop in. Let's hop right into uh, preview of the week's event. Hyundai Tournament Champions, January 3rd through 6th. The only way into this field is by is is you had to have won last year. Most of you listening are going to know that that's not going to be news to anyone here. But the field strength is going to be an A plus. I mean, we've got again. You had to win last year to be in this field. Uh, uh, there aren't really any shitty players here this week. Right. Um, Especially at this course. I mean, this course is it's a fun one to start the year. Yeah, it's always a fun one. I you know I know I. Uh, have vacation in Kapalua before mm-hmm. and every time it just feels like it just feels like the beginning of golf season you know it's like I always right. say in Minnesota especially where you know where I'm from and where you're from as well it always seems like the Masters is that opening weekend but yeah. in Kapalua on TV seeing the ocean getting those oh, it's wild, awesome. the whales jumping in the ocean like Dude, it's, awesome. it's golf season right right uh, yeah, it's it's a fun one because the course is so is so hilly that it's just it's it's so fun yeah. to watch guys have to hit shots from different angles and, and it's whatnot. different. It's, it's different, different for sure. So we're kind of talking about the course, but go ahead and, and kind of break down yeah. the course. What are we looking at this week? So it's a rare par seventy three this week, um, and not necessarily they ha- they haven't overloaded on par fives, but there's a lack of par threes. Um, it's a yardage of seventy five eighteen, um, but the par fives are really short. Um, so people have torn up the par fives in the past. I was looking at, uh, last year and if you're not getting into uh, double digits, um, under par on par five scoring, you're going to have a hard time, uh, competing last so year. Anyone in the top- fives, we got, we got wide fairways, short par fives. It's like, yeah, the, you have to put it together on the par fives to have a chance. For sure. Yeah, because they, they, they do have some long par fours, and um, like we'll talk about, the wind is a huge factor. So getting those par fives is essential. Anyone in the top five last year was at least 10 under. Um, as we move into, into the weather, uh, this is why the par fives are so important, because par fours, you can go from driving one par four one day to hitting uh, you know seven iron in the next day. I actually saw 
video of Justin Thomas in the practice round, he hit a nine iron from one sixteen and commented that it wasn't quite enough club. Um, and very well, the next day you could just send a driver down there, you know, to flip wedge or right. Chip. So getting those par fives is essential since they're short because you don't know. It's very hard to game plan for the par four scoring uh, sure. since it's so weather dependent. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, and then moving into the weather, um, kind of going off what I was saying is the first three days are going to be real windy. Um, we're looking at, uh, north of 25 miles per hour every day, um, until Sunday it drops down and we're going to get a calm day. So it's kind of going to be a survive and advance type thing, um, sure. until the end. And I think it's going to be, I think someone on Sunday, it's going to be hard to pick this week because someone on Sunday could really make a charge from behind, um, with a low one. Uh, yep. Late on Sunday. Yeah. So let's get into some of the odds here. Uh, Bovada has odds. We pulled the latest odds. You know, Dustin Johnson leads the field at plus 550 to take it all. Mm-hmm. John Rahm and Dustin Johnson or and Justin Thomas kind of round out the top three at plus 800 and plus 900. But we've got a lot of players, uh, you know, uh, that that have a chance uh, to to play well here. It's not just those top three guys. Uh, you know, give me kind of a breakdown of, of, of who, of who you're looking at this week, mm-hmm. some of the higher odds. And, and obviously, you know, some of those top guys have, have shown in the past that they, they can kind of rip this course up as well. Um, and yeah. so we'll have no yeah. shortage of, of those low odd guys that we have, we're, we're looking at, but give me kind of a breakdown of some of your guys. Yeah, there was six guys that I really liked and, um, you know, a couple of them will be a little bit obvious, and then there's a few dark horses that I really like. Um, starting with Mark Leishman at 22 to one, uh, his experience here in Hawaii, um, he's been here before. He knows the course, which is which has proven to be real important in the past. First timers don't seem to to love it the first time around, um, but with with Mark Leishman, he's played in the World Cup and the Auss- Aussie PGA recently, where he finished second twice. Um, I really do expect him to have a big 2019. Uh, he's a guy that he's gutsy, um, but he's really good in the wind. Uh, he has always been notorious for controlling his trajectories, being able to play in the wind, and he's plenty long enough for those days where if he's fighting into the wind on some tough long par fours, uh, he's not going to have an issue maneuvering through that part of the course. Um, so like I said, him at 22 to 1. I'm a huge fan. Uh, he's playing well. This sets up perfectly with the weather. If it, if it was calm out, I probably wouldn't be as high on him. But with that wind looking to blow the first three days, I see him getting off to a good start. And so, no, he's 22 to 1 to win, but he's plus, th- uh, plus 350 uh, to get into the top five. Mm-hmm. And he is plus 135 to finish in the top 10. So if you're looking at hey, I don't want to necessarily take the gamble on 22 to 1 to win. You know, you got those two bets where you're, you got pretty good odds of a top five finish and a top 10 finish. If you want to place some money on that, I think that's probably a good bet this week. For sure. Uh, moving on to my second guy, uh, John Rahm. Uh, obviously, he won the hero. Uh, but what I saw with him was a difference in his attitude. Uh, he, the thing that always concerned me was his impatience. If he if he dealt with a little adversity in a five hole stretch, I always saw him get frustrated. I saw him um, act up, and, and it affected the rest of the day or even the rest of the tournament. But the hero, I think it was on Friday. Uh, I saw he was missing a lot of putts, 
you could tell he was getting kind of frustrated because he was playing so well but not getting anything out of it. But he wasn't he wasn't losing his cool. Um, he he really stuck with it. And then on Saturday, uh, his caddy made a comment that it was the best round he's ever seen him play. Um, didn't necessarily shoot the lowest score he's ever shot or anything like that, but um, he was well within himself. He was hitting it great. He was patient um, and just didn't make mistakes due to mental errors. Uh, so with his new attitude, if that's, if that's going to become a trend, I see him having a huge, uh, huge 2019 season without a doubt because talent is obviously not the issue. Um, yeah, talent's never been a question there. It, you right. know, as, as somebody with with uh, attitude problems on the golf course, I can attest, you know, it's it's kind of an <laughs> ongoing battle, right? I mean, it, it, it's tough to say like, hey, you do it once and now it's it's just going to, hey, I did this, you know, a month ago. And now it's just going to it's just going to happen that way every time. Uh, so so that's always going to be kind of a question mark, right? I mean, maturity helps, and uh, yeah. obviously he's still a young guy. Um, but you know, it, it, again, I would I would say that it will come it will come and go in waves this year uh, with his attitude. And again, it's going to be it's going to be on those weeks that he gets that. He gets that under control and can keep himself under control in that way that mm-hmm. he's going to be he's going to be a dangerous guy in and out of every week this year uh, throughout yeah. the whole entire and, year. And especially, I mean, looking ahead, just a quick comment about the Masters. This last year, I really wanted to pick him, but I didn't because of his attitude, because with those sure. greens, you can hit good shots and, you know, get bad results just because of undulation. Um, sure. So if he can if he can build on that mindset this year, he'll be a big favorite for me in the in the Masters. So we got John Rahm eight to one to win. John Rahm one plus one sixty five to finish in the top five, and John Rahm one, minus one sixty five uh, to finish in the top ten. So you know you're looking at that eight to one as as the championship bet there, and yeah. uh, you know probably plus one sixty five uh, as as still a pretty good bet to be in that top five, uh, and then again you're. You're minus 165 to be in the top 10. Uh, I, I like the out of those three bets. I think I like the uh, the eight to one to win the best uh, personally. Absolutely, uh, but yeah. Let's let's uh, move on to your next guy that you have on the list. Yeah, Cameron Champ. Uh, a lot of people are getting to know him now. Uh, he's flashy because of his distance, but I think people um, people still are concerned that he's a rookie. I just think his ability to drive the ball just overshadows that completely. Um, sure. If you're on the PJ Tour and you're hitting it 350 pretty straight, I don't think you're going to have much trouble with a wedge in your hand. Um, <laughs> and that being said, I, I just think on this course where you can just send it, uh, there's a lot of holes where you just take your driver and just have fun. Uh, I mean, sure. last year we saw Dustin Johnson almost get a hole in one with a 430 yep. yard drive. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Cameron Champ is going to be doing that. Um, just send in the driver all week. And I just see it. if he's able to putt it halfway decent, I think he's going to have a pretty good chance. And that's going to override any nerves he has being a rookie in this event. So Cameron Champ, 18 to 1 to win, plus 275 to finish in the top five. And we that's got him at plus 125 to finish in the top 10. All three of those, all three of those are bets that uh, we. We really like and are putting a little bit of money behind ourselves. Uh, let's go on. Justin Thomas, nine to one. Tell me about Justin Thomas. Yeah, Justin Thomas. Um, he's had good history in Hawaii overall. He's won the Sony. He's won this event before. Um, 
Uh, and I do like where his swing's at. He's a guy that I'm always watching more about his swing than I am about his recent finishes. Um, he's got the mental ability to win at any moment. He's He can get hot. Um, so if he finds a good feeling, he tends to ride it. And it's 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 pretty fun to watch, uh, kind of watch his swing move throughout the year. And it's pretty it's always been a good thing for me to indicate how he's going to play. Uh, and I was seeing I saw a video uh, back in December that I did not like. I didn't like where I was at, but he was clearly working on the correct things. And I just saw a video actually in his practice round, um, and it looks good. It looks really good right now, and it looks like. He's going to have a lot of ball control because that's his thing. If he's off, he likes to go full bore at it. But when he's on, he has the face control to be able to slow down, flight it. Um, his his distance control becomes much much better. Uh, and yeah, I so see talk a little bit. Week. Yeah, so talk a little mm -hmm. bit about the differences that you saw in the swing from December to the swing that you saw in the practice round. Just kind yeah. of give give a little bit of an idea of what 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 he was working on. You think. Yeah, so he definitely gets stuck in a pattern if he's off where he gets the hands really high at the top, loses a lot of depth, uh, and gets a tad bit steep coming down. Uh, so his only shot he can hit effectively is a little bit of a pull cut, and he kind of holds on to it. Now, he's really good at it when he's off. You know, he can do it, but but to be able to play at you know his level uh, mm -hmm. that he wants to, when he has a fraction more depth and he's able to maintain it through the downswing, He's able to just control the face through impact so much better, sure. which that I mean that leads to different trajectories. Being able to be comfortable hitting draws, fades, um, higher, low shots, and and like I said, with the wind being up this week, that's going to be crucial. You cannot play this golf course with one stock shot. Sure. So we got uh, Justin Thomas at nine to one to win the championship, uh, plus one seventy five to finish in the top five. And minus 150 to finish in the top 10. Uh, you know, with what you've seen, you think those are all three fairly good bets. Um, yeah. Personally, I'm going to stay away from that one. But uh, again, yeah. he's had success here. Um, and, and, and you definitely uh, like what he's doing. That'll be one that we might have to go head to head on. Uh, oh. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go down the list. Charles Howell the third. Dude, this is one. my boy. I love Charles Howell. Uh, so he changed swing coaches, and he does work with Dana Dahlquist and uh, Grant Waite now. Uh, and they've done tremendous things. He's always been a talented, good ball striker. He's just Mr. Consistent. Uh, he uh, just stopped his winning drought of over 10 years, which is just amazing because he's yeah. – he probably lives the best life on the PGA Tour. He can go anywhere. No one will recognize him, but he is just rolling in millions because uh, he just cashes <laughs> checks, but he never wins. <laughs> so yeah, he's a guy that if you're looking at top 20, top 10, even top fives, he's a he's a hell of a pick. Um, like I so said, let's see. Let's coaches, see. 70, yeah, to go, one, go 70 to 1 to win, which is mm -hmm. obviously. And he got that monkey wanna, off his back. Right, right. That's what's scary. Plus, Plus nine hundred to be in the top five, mm -hmm. and we got him at plus two seventy five to take top ten. That plus two seventy five to be in the top ten, I like that a lot. Plus nine hundred to be in the top five, I like that as well. You know, that's a sneaky dark horse pick of the week. Uh, not oh, only sure. just to win, but to put a little bit of money on him to play well. I, I like that a lot. Keep going. 
Yeah. So, and like I was saying, with his getting that monkey off his back, we just don't know how he'll react. He he's experienced enough. He, if he's going up against Dustin Johnson, he's not really going to care. I mean, he played against Tiger in his prime. Um, he can't be surprised by anyone. Uh, and now that he got that win, I don't know. I, I just think that 2019 could be a really, really good year, comfortable year. Uh, not trying to so hard to get that win. Um, sure. With just how good he's swinging it, uh, and it just doesn't fluctuate. You know, I was talking about Justin Thomas. He can be kind of good, bad, hit or miss. Um, Charles Howell is the closest thing to a robot. <laughs> you can see that yeah. guy doesn't have an off week with technique. Um, and, and he just doesn't miss the center of the face, which with it being windy, he's going to be able to hold on to, um, to his flight anytime he wants. That's great. Dark horse pick, guys. Get your money on Charles Hall III. For sure. So our last guy that we have, Gary Woodland at 25 to 1. If you listen to our podcast on the Hero <laughs> World Challenge, you heard us all over Gary Woodland there too. And we're gonna stay there. We're gonna stay there. Let us let's, of course uh, we are. yeah. Let's let's hear it. Uh so Gary Woodland, I mean, this kind of leads right into um if you want to talk top fives, top tens, or top twenties, this dude has he's he's just grown up um in the last year and a half i'd say um with his golf game it's just so much more mature he used to be full bore just take advantage of his distance he was athletic now i mean now he just finishes in the top 10 top 20 all the time uh, so we got him at plus 400 plus 400 to be in the top five and mm-hmm. we have him at plus 150 to stay in the top 10 again two really good bets yeah, I think I think there was something as nine of his last uh, eleven official starts, he's been in the top twenty, top twenty-five. Um, this dude's just—he's had a chance, you know. And even at the Hero, we picked him. He had a struggle. He struggled his first round, um, but the last three, he was borderline better than anyone. Uh, right. He definitely had a chance on Sunday. We were we were texting back and forth about him and Tony Finau, and and they were just climbing together. And they actually played together the first three rounds, which was sweet. Um, they really right. built up each other's momentum. That was fun for us. Um, but his, uh, you know, I, I keep repeating it, but his ability to control his ball flight uh, is as good as anyone. Uh, just he's a lot like Mark Leishman, and I think there's a chance we see actual Mark Leishman Gary Woodland battle uh, going into into the weekend or possibly even Sunday. Which you know anyone's going to come out with a good payday if you choose one of them. Yep, definitely. So. The moment everyone has been waiting <laughs> patiently for. I have the Dan versus William leaderboard for the year. We're going to track. We're going to track our winnings head to head against each other in these three tiers throughout Don't every single tournament. Job. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, you know, I've got it marked on the calendar that by May I feel like I'll have enough saved up to at least last me through the rest of the year, uh, just off of my winnings off of you. So, yeah. let's go. Let's go jump in. So the first tier that we're going to pick this week includes the following guys. Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, Cameron Champ, and Patrick Reed. Who are you going with this week? Oh, you go first. You want me to go first? (laughs) I got Brooks. Give me Brooks. I love myself some Brooks Kepka. Uh, (laughs) At plus 185 to finish in the top five. Uh, again, this is this is scored based on final finish uh, mm-hmm. in the in the field. I like Brooks Kepka there. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. 
I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, All right. I'm also going to give people a little insight on him versus uh, – I wanted to pick John Rahm, but I like Rory. He – Last year, he, I think he was one yard short on driving distance average of the uh, PJ Tour history. Uh, I think he was at 319 every drive. Um, wow. Yeah, I think Rory, it's his first time here, and he's actually struggled anywhere he goes <laughs> with his uh, first appearances. I think his best finish uh, is T17 as a first-timer. So I'm going to go with him, though, because I think he's going to break that trend. I think that he's had some time to figure out his putting and – I think he's just dry the shit out of it this week. You know what? I'm going to change my pick. Oh, we get mulligans in this thing? We get mulligans. <laughs> I'm going with Patty Reed. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Oh, okay. And all of the things that he's been saying coming into this week, I think this guy is going to be locked in with all of the nonsense that's been going on, with the conversations around the Ryder Cup, conversations around his relationships with people on tour. Listen, I think that guy is one of the most competitive guys. I mean, it, it, you know, I, wa- yeah. I want to say competitive. You know, I want to use some some uh, some stronger language there when I say guys. Yeah. But like, I think that guy is so competitive that he wants to come in here and shut everyone else the fuck up. Like that. That I that's agree. what I think his attitude coming into this week, right? And so you know, you got McElroy. I'm going to take Patty Reed this week. Uh, that's the Ryder Cup matchup. Yeah, yeah, Patty yeah, Reed. That's the big. That's the I, I've got my I've got my money on on Patty Reed this week. So, <laughs> tier two, tier two. We got Mark Leishman, Webb Simpson, Gary Woodland, Xander Schauffele, Bubba Watson, Francesco Molinari, Aaron Wise, Paul Casey, Billy Horschel, Brant Snedeker, Keegan Bradley, Matt Kuchar, Charles Howell the Third, and Pat Kazire. Who are you going with? This is the hardest here for me because uh, there's a lot, yeah. a lot of guys that I like here. Uh, I'm going to, once again, I'm going to change it up from my picks I talked about up there um, just because I feel like beating you with people that you'd be surprised. I just want it to hurt a little bit more. Sure. Maybe. No, that's totally fair. And I'm going to take I'm the smart, with... wise picks and I'm going to kick your ass. That's fine. Well, I'll, Bovada will pay me for the other picks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aaron Wise. I'm going with Aaron Wise. Um, You're going with Aaron Wise. Okay. Yeah. A young rookie. Um, you know, I go to I go to Vegas to meet with my swing coach, and he works with Jeff Smith out at that same course. Um, and I just love I love his move. I love his uh, mental game. Uh, this, this dude's raw. I mean, he won last year as a rookie, and he's calm, cool, collected when he has the chance to win. Uh, I take I take Aaron Wise. I don't think being a rookie is going to matter to him. Okay, sounds good. Well, you know, you you spoke about people not having great success the first time they come to Maui uh, mm-hmm. earlier in this podcast. So I'm going to just I'm going to bang that Gary Woodland drum. I've got Gary Woodland pitching <laughs> ahead of Aaron Wise, and yeah. you know we we banged on him during the Hero World Championship, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, and I'm going to ride with my boy Gary Woodland. Rock Chalk, J-Rock, let's go, <laughs> Gary Woodland. Yep. Last tier. Ian Poulter, Scott Piercy, Andrew Putnam, Kevin Na, Kevin Tway, Bryce Garnett, Andrew Landry, Michael Kim, Satoshi Kodira, Ted Potter Jr., and Troy Merritt. Who do you got? 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm going. I'm going Troy Merritt. Oh, you took my pick. Okay, no, okay. no, no, I'm actually nope. changing. No, I'm changing. I'm changing. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Ted Potter Jr. Okay. Uh, for no other reason than I just really want to beat you with Ted Potter Jr. No, that's uh, totally uh, fine. That's <laughs> fine. Troy Merritt, Winona State University, yep. my alma mater. Let's go, Troy Merritt. <laughs> I got nothing else to say other than I can't wait. To take this is money. the main event. This is the main <laughs> event. Troy Merritt versus Ted Potter Jr. All of America is behind you, Troy. Let's get it done. And all, all right, guys. 12 people that care in Winona. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm sure he's got a big following amongst his family. Um, <laughs> you know, large, large fan base amongst Winona State people. Hey, graduate. I love that guy. I'm no, I mean, listen, I always listen to these. I, uh, uh, Wilson staff, uh, yeah, the two iron from yeah. a Wilson staff that is one of the sexiest little two iron, uh, driving iron type clubs that I've ever hit. And they're hard move. to find. Just, they're hard just to a find. Badass move to show up with a Wilson staff two iron. Right. <laughs> there's no question about it uh but okay so we will we're going to wrap up this podcast we're going to uh next week we're going to go over some some season long odds and mm-hmm. some some futures bets that we can place on the pga tour over the coming year and uh with that william have a great day get out there and practice well, Dan. we'll talk soon absolutely thanks guys, guys for listening